Do you sometimes feel like you are doing absolutely everything right, but it just isn't working for you? Or you're working so hard trying to make progress and it's just like pulling teeth. Like it's just not, it's, it's slow, it's steady. It's just not that easy growth that you're expecting. Well, today I am going to share my best secret for how to make everything easy in your business. I know, I know it sounds like clickbait, but trust me, this is really good and I know you're going to find it really useful. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is my personal brand journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. Over the last year and a half, I have really been going through a massive shift in myself and in my business. In fact, it's probably been more than that. It's probably been like two or two and a half years. But what I have been going through is this internal audit of figuring out what exactly in my business is working really well and what isn't and how can I make things easier? Because what I've discovered through all of my years of running a business online, which is, I mean, I started my photography business back in 2009, no, 2008, I can't keep track. And then in 2011, I started my online education portion of that where I was teaching other photographers. And so I've done this for a long time and there are definitely themes as I've looked back over the last decade of being an entrepreneur, which I can't believe it's been a decade. But as I look back over all that time and think about the themes and the things I've seen over and over again, I noticed that there were certain activities in my business that caused me an immense amount of stress. And that never really fully aligned with who I am or how I'm wired. Like it just did not fit who I was as a person. But I did them either because I thought I was supposed to or because that's what I had to do to get going. So for example, when I first started The Modern Tog, which was my business brand that helped uh, photographers grow their businesses, I did it all via blog posts and I wrote everything. Now, You could tell, if you're listening to this podcast, I love to talk. I love to teach um, using voice. I love being on stage. You know, like there's most people in the world, they, their biggest fear is public speaking. Like that's one of my greatest joys. I am just super weird. Love being in front of people. I just, I get really energized and that's by far my favorite way to teach. Podcasting is probably second. I don't have you sitting here in front of me to really draw off your energy. So that's kind of the downside. I don't get the same like exhilaration that I do when I'm on a stage, which some people would probably call nervousness, but for whatever reason, I call it exhilaration. (laughs) I'm the same way with tests. I like to take tests. I'm the weirdo that actually performs better in stressful situations. Anyways, I digress. Um, Like I love doing that, but when I started my business, we had young kids around and I nursed all of my babies. And man, I was either pregnant or nursing for like 14 years there was only like a two year gap in the middle of there where I wasn't pregnant or nursing. And so it was like 14 years of being really physically 
needed for my, like my kids needed me physically. <laughs> like there was these limitations on my life. And um, I just felt really strongly drawn to be at home with my children during that time and not to travel pretty much at all. So I got lots of invitations to speak at different conferences. And even though that's absolutely my favorite thing to do, I said no at the time to pretty much all of them. There was one that I said yes to when I thought we were done having kids. And then we had two more. <laughs> I ended up going to the Canada Photo Convention with a seven-week-old baby. But that's a different story. For the most part, I said no to all of that. And I really focused my time on being at home and then writing. Because at the time, Facebook Live didn't exist. And <laughs> video was just way too much complexity for me to want to do. Even I don't even know if YouTube was really big early on when I was first starting. I'm sure it was around. but um, So video just was out of the picture. And I think teleseminars still happened, but that just seemed weird to me. And so I didn't do those. So I just blogged and I wrote everything. And I got really into how to copyright well and how to write email sequences that would engage people. And I just did it super what's now old school style. And I learned to become a really great writer. And I am a good writer. I'm just, I'll just say that and admit that because I can copyright like a boss. But here's the thing. I never love writing. And yes, I'm good at it, but I'm really slow at good copy, unless it's story-based. Then I can sometimes pump it out quicker. But I had to do it at the time. And so because I had to do that at the time, or at least I, I made that my reality, I chose for that to be the case so that I could be home with my babies and still have an online business teaching photographers, I did a lot of writing. And, you know, that was fine for a season, but when Facebook Live came around and when webinars started to pick up in popularity and podcasting, hello, came into the scene. I don't know why I didn't start a podcast much sooner. Like, I should have had a podcast years ago, but um, I started to dabble in some of these other medias. Facebook Live changed things for me. Like, it's the coolest thing because I can still get the energy that you get from being on stage, kind of. Uh, you know, obviously it's not as potent as if you're in person, but it it totally, like, I just come alive interacting with my people. And I love getting that instant feedback. I love being able to instantly answer people's questions. And it just really aligned with who I am as a person and what my strengths are. And then making content started to become really easy. I mean, for me, it was literally as easy as writing out an outline, which took me like three minutes jumping on my phone, hitting go live, and starting to talk. And at first, I'm sure it was awkward. I don't even remember when my first Facebook Live was. Maybe for some people that's a big deal. It really wasn't that big of a deal for me. I have zero idea um, what I did for my first Facebook Live. That's okay. It's not the point of this anyways. But what happened was it became very easy for me to start getting my message out and create content quickly. And... Not only that, but as I've dove into building a personal brand more recently, this last year and a half, what I've found is that the more I lean into who I am, the easier things become. And when they're easy, I do them quickly, I'm fast at them, I'm passionate about them, and there's not stress. Like, I haven't written a blog post, gosh, a couple years maybe? 
I don't think I've written maybe, I mean, I've written maybe five blog posts in the last three, four years, which is crazy to me because I've completely pivoted our business. <laughs> now I've written tons of course content and I've done lots of video content and I've started doing lots of podcast content, obviously, but I haven't done hardly any blog or written content. I do emails. I still have done some emails. Um, so I still have to write a little bit, but man, when it comes to like how I'm created, when I'm in alignment with who I am and I'm doing what I love to do, it's so easy. And I always put off writing the emails or any of the written content that I need to do. Even Facebook posts in my group. Now those are easier because they're short form and it's more like a conversation. And we've talked about having conversations with our audience and uh, our communities and our movements and how important that is. But um, Here's the takeaway that I want you to get. Not just that I like to do Facebook Lives or I like to podcast or whatever, because I can tell you about me, you know, till I'm blue in the face because I like to talk. But here's what I want you to take from this as you're listening to this, because there's a lesson here that's going to make everything in your business start to make sense. So um, number one, I want you to think about what are the things in your business that really make you come alive and are just easy for you to do. And I think a lot of times we take these things for granted because we don't even realize how good we are at something because it's just easy for us. For example, my friend Jenica called out the fact that I'm a wonderful networker a couple years ago. I don't even remember when it was. She was doing some sort of testimonial thing for me and she was talking with me and she's like, man, you're one of the best networkers I know. And I'm like, I'm what? Like, I didn't know like how to network or, you know, whatever else at the time. I think and like, I, I had this picture of like networking being this like formal get together with business cards, whatever. And I hadn't done any of that stuff. And she's like, no, like you're, you're really great at connecting with people and building relationships with them. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally good at that. And I just never connected the dots that that's what networking was. Because for me, it was just something I've always naturally done. Like I... I mean, I do use Instagram, but I use it just to connect with people. Like it's, I don't really do anything to grow my audience there. I rarely post stories. Like I could probably be doing a whole lot more there, but I just, it's heavy for me. It's so heavy for me. And I just don't want to Instagram all my life. I want to be present in my life with my, my family, with my friends, and sometimes, yes, I'll go into Instagramming and I don't know when the switch goes on or off or whatever else, but I would much rather be living in the moment than photographing or videoing the moment because I've done a lot of that as a photographer and I want to be present. I want to be fully alive, right? So that's why like, I don't love Instagramming for the sake of sharing content, but I do love Instagram for connecting with people because I think it's a phenomenal way to do that. And so this is an area in my life where I've found both alignment, but also a lack of alignment. And I've come to realize that that's okay. Like when people call Instagram followers and likes and all those things vanity metrics, they totally are. Because if you just looked at my social media accounts or whatever else and tried to guess like like my success level or what I was doing, you'd be way off because, it, you know, you'd think I wasn't doing anything with that sort of public audience size, but I'm killing it and it's going great. And uh, it's because I know where the leverage points are. I know what I'm really good at and I'm just going all in with those things that I'm really good at 
and I'm kind of ignoring everything else. So all of that to say, one of the things that I've had to do to get to this point, to really figure out what in the world am I good at? What are my natural tendencies? Is one, kind of to listen to what other people say are good, like are my talents. Like that, what Jenica told me, just totally opened my eyes to the fact that I was kind of good at networking. And I, like, it was like a light bulb was shining. I just took it for granted. I had no idea that I was good at networking and at building communities. Like it just, it's just what I did naturally. And it was so natural to me that it didn't seem like a big deal. I I definitely undervalued that skill in me. So you may want to pull a friend or two aside and start asking them, you know, if you if you could tell me what my strengths are, what would you say they are in business or whatever parts of life that you want them to really key in on? You also probably want to look at what do you naturally do when you've got a lot of stuff on your plate? What do you do first? What things excite you? For me, I love to learn. Learning's a big one for me. I would sit and learn and absorb information all day long, except that I know you got to do to get results. Uh, so I'm a, I'm also a fast implementer. But um, when you have, if like if you had, think of all the stuff on your to-do list or think of all the things that you could, should, have, or will do this year, right? All of those things. It's, I know that's a monster list. And I know the word should's kind of a dirty word around here, but think about all the different tasks and imagine that you had a free day where you could pick which one you wanted to do and that they all had equal priority. So like it was just as important for you to check your emails as it is for you to learn something. Like let's say there were no priorities on all of them and you could just pick and get similar amounts of benefit from any of them. I know that never is the case, but what would you pick? What are the things on that list that you would be drawn to first? And what are the things on the list that you absolutely would not do until you had to, if at all, right? Because there are certainly some things that we procrastinate and might not never do. Might not never? That's totally a Jamieism. Might not ever do. That was a double negative that doesn't work. Um, there's plenty of things on that list that you would never do on your own if you weren't forced to. And even then you might not do them, even though you know you quote unquote should, right? And so having that audit, doing a little internal audit and saying, oh, okay, these are the things I want to avoid. They don't align with who I am. Some of them are, you know, you got to, you got to do taxes. I can't stop you there, but you can hire somebody to do them for you. So you don't have to think about them. You can hire someone to do your bookkeeping. So you don't have to think about it. That's, that's amazing. Trust me, worth every penny. But those things that pop out at you are probably some of your strengths and are probably some of the bright spots in your business where you've seen real results and you really just come alive. There's probably a whole lot of stuff in the middle too. And so for that stuff in the middle, this is where you kind of need to become super aware of yourself as you're doing those tasks and just kind of stop and say, how much do I enjoy doing this? Am I good at this task? Am I not good at this task? Is this something I love doing? Or is this something that I would be really relieved to have somebody else do for me? And I know that this is how a lot of people think about starting to build a team and outsourcing and stuff, but I want to go deeper than that because we don't have to do all the things. Like we don't have to build massive Instagram followings if we don't want to. Now, if you want to, you could absolutely have phenomenal success there. 
I just personally have chosen not to. Like I don't do all the platforms. And yes, I'm hiring people on my team to start writing for me. I'm going to have a blog. I'm not writing that blog. If you're reading that blog, that's my lovely assistant, Kim. Hi, Kim. She's also editing this podcast. And she's amazing. She's a writer. For her, writing is easy. For me, I could do it. But it's not natural. For, like, it's become more natural, but I don't love it. It's not a bright spot for me. I will never put that front and center as something I want to do willingly if I've got something else I could do. If I can be in front of my people, if I can do a live Q&A, or if I can do a live video teaching something, or if I can come and report, record podcasts, any of that stuff is definitely going to trump writing a blog post and I'm going to avoid writing a blog post pretty much at all costs because I don't love doing that. It's just not my medium. So when you can become super aware of stuff that you keep putting off in your business, like you might say, oh, do I even need to do this in my business? And if the answer is yes, then that's a good idea to start thinking about outsourcing that to a team member or to an agency or to somebody else. So you don't have to do that personally. But if the answer is no, like you don't have to have a blog. If you hate blogging, don't blog. Like you do not have to have a blog. You don't have to have anything. I mean, you need to have a platform, but you don't need to have all the platforms. And that platform that you have might be in-person meetups. Like maybe you're not even online at all. There's all sorts of different ways you could do stuff. The key here is to figure out which ones really align with who you are that are easy for you, that are fun for you, because not only will you actually do them consistently, but you're gonna be incredibly efficient when you're really leaning into your strengths. And that's part of how I get so much done as a mom of six kids, is that I ruthlessly try and focus on the activities that I love doing, that really just make me shine bright and that I would do without any reward. I mean, this podcast, I'm not really making any money from the podcast right now. <laughs> this is kind of a passion project to share my stuff. I do have some ulterior motives that I will reveal later next year. It's not a course. Don't worry. I'm not going to be like selling a big product for you guys. But I do have, um, oh man, if you go back to episode, is it? I had it written down, episode 16 there's a big project in the works that I'm going to be starting this fall that I'm hoping to roll out next year that is going to be part of this, kind of, maybe, a little bit. Either way, more than anything, this is where I wanted to teach freely without having to sell any of this information, even though I know it's super valuable. So this is one of my bright spots. This is one of the things I'm doing. And there's lots of other things I do in my business. That, like, I love the Facebook Lives. I talked about that. And, um, you, you know, if you've never done a Facebook Live, maybe you're a little nervous about them, give them a try and see what you think of them. If you hate it and aren't getting any results, then don't do it. But if you kind of like it or see, oh man, this is working, maybe you want to try it a little bit more, right? Don't let your like fears hold you back from something because you might really find that you love it. But if you do it a few times and you're like, meh, I know it gets results. It's just not my thing. I just hate doing it. Then don't do it. Find a different platform. Find a different way to communicate and share your personal brand and don't feel bad about that, right? Don't let anyone tell you how to run your business. Like even, I think of my photographers and I love my photographers who are going through my course. And yes, I absolutely believe and have seen that this works really, really well. 
But if there are things I teach in my course that do not align with who they are or that really cause dissonance in them that they're not confident about or that they don't love, I sincerely encourage them to try something else instead. I want them to not just do what I say, like, yes, the method works, but if, they, if, if it's so unaligned with who they are that they're feeling a lot of dissonance, then they're not gonna get clients because they're gonna read that like lack of confidence in them. And it's just this weird, negative, perpetuating cycle. It's not gonna work for them because it's just not fit for who they are, right? Or they're not adapting it to who they are. And so there's more than one way to run a successful business and to grow your personal brand and to do all the things that you want to do in your life, really, truly. And we don't have to do them all. We can focus on the parts that do really work really well for us and we can lean into those in a big way. And when we come across things that don't fit, even if you've paid a lot to learn them, like maybe you love 80% of the information, but there's 20% that just doesn't fit with who you are then do something else. Like you have freedom as a business owner to shape your business and do it in the way that you want to do it. Like that's the beauty. There's no boss saying just do it this way and you'll get results. You have to decide how do I want my business to feel? How do I want to feel in my business? What do I want to do in my business? What do I absolutely not want to do in my business? How can I do more of what I love and really align it with who I am and what I believe and less of the stuff I don't love or outsource the things that I have to do that I don't love so that I can really thrive in my areas of strength. And this is where I see people messing up the most is that instead of leaning into their strengths and really going deep with those, they say, oh, but I've got to learn how to write these blog posts and I've got to learn how to make a website and I've got to learn how to do graphic design and I've got to learn how to do all these things because I need them done and it takes forever and they don't love it. They feel like they have to do it because they're maybe they don't have all the money they need starting out and so it's a way to save money or whatever else. And then they end up doing it too long. You know, they start to get successful, but they've always done this and they don't feel like they can pass it off to anyone. I don't want you to feel like you need to do all the things. Like working on improving your weaknesses is going to give you a little gain, sure. But if you took that same effort and really went deep with your strengths and ignored your weaknesses altogether and just focused on putting that effort into really doing what you, what just makes you come alive and that just really aligns with you and that just is easy for you. Like they're just totally your natural superpowers that same amount of effort in those areas is going to be exponentially greater. Like you're going to get so many more results from focusing on your strengths than on your weaknesses. So do not let me tell you how to run your business, how to grow your personal brand, any of that. Do not let your spouse or your friends or your mom or anyone else in your life tell you how it quote unquote should be. We talked about that a few episodes back, right? Because you know yourself better than them. And I truly believe that there can be unique and successful businesses that might not look like anything else out there. But if it's aligned with who you are and you've got confidence and you've got passion and you can connect with people who really resonate with you, that's going to spread. Like confidence is contagious. Inspiration is contagious. Passion is contagious. When you put that out there in the world and you bring yourself to the table and you build a personal brand 
and a business around who you are as a person, not just like your qualities that you share with the world, but like how you're created to work and the things that just really are easy for you. Man, business becomes fun. You get crazy efficient, you get crazy results, and it's so easy because there's so little dissonance going on inside of you because you're you're not doing all those things that you just aren't created to love doing, you know? So um, if you're not sure exactly like who you are, like I know the self-reflection, some people are really great at it. I'm one of those people who's always self-reflecting and deeping, th- deeping think thoughts. That's a funny Jamieism. Oh my goodness. Thinking deep thoughts. <laughs> I totally messed that one up. Oh my. Uh, so when you're deeping your think thoughts, <laughs> That's so funny to me. When you're, uh, I'm the type of person who does think deep thoughts all the time, and I'm always doing a bunch of self reflection, and I'm always trying to be aware of how I feel when I'm doing things, and like how my emotional state is when I'm doing stuff. So it be it's become really natural for me. But I know that that's not natural for everybody. So there's some really great tools out there that can actually help you see what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Um, one of them that's been really helpful for me lately is called the Enneagram. And that's, um, it's it's like nine different personality types. And it's really cool because it talks about like how you operate in general and then like how you operate under stress Versus when things are really good, how you operate that way. And so it, it, I love it because it helps you see like how your behavior changes when you go from like at your best self to your worst self. Because obviously what we do when we're at our worst is much different than when we're at our best. And I found it to be incredibly insightful in helping me understand like why I do certain things or don't do certain things. Another one that's really great is Myers-Briggs. And um, I'm an ENFP for any of you who care, which probably shouldn't surprise you if you know I love to fly by the seat of my pants and I'm super extroverted and, uh, you know, rather bubbly as well. But um, that one can really help you figure out your strengths as well. And uh, the other one that I have found super useful too is the Colby, is it an index? Colby score? K-O-H-L-B-E, I think is how you spell Colby. And that basically is going to give you, uh, it's more, I see that more as a business application. So it's going to help you better identify the tasks in your business that you're going to be like resonating with and the ones that maybe you aren't. So for example, um, if you're, you know, if you're a quick start, like I am, I'm like, so they have like four different areas. One of them is quick start, which means if you're high from zero to 10, if you're 10 on the quick start, like you just jump into stuff right away. You don't even care. You know, if you're zero, it takes you a long time. You're going to think things through. You're going to do a bunch of other stuff before you actually get started. I'm a nine on the quick start. So I love to jump in and start new projects and get things going. And I don't worry about it being perfect anymore. Like I just get her done. And uh, for better or worse, (laughs) you know, both. But it can help you see, oh, this is why I, or maybe you're a fact finder. And um, you, you love to research everything before you ever make a decision and start moving. And so it can help you figure out, like what things in your business are re- might be a good fit for you or what might not be as good of a fit and why. And so it also talks to you like your, your work styles and all sorts of stuff. So I highly recommend checking those out if you uh, want to go a little bit deeper and you would like some resources for doing that. So all that being said, my encouragement to you as you're growing your personal brand, 
as you're trying to get this business off the ground or you've got a successful business and you want to continue growing it, the best way that I have found to really grow what I'm doing fast, like really fast. I mean, I, I'm already, okay, so at the end of June of this year, I haven't done my number since then, we had already made 91% of the income we made in all of last year combined. So like we've almost hit, by the end of July, I think we'll have hit our income from last year already. So we're almost double at what we were. And even more crazy was last year was almost double the year before. And so like when you have fast growth like that, that comes from really leaning into your strengths, getting really clear on what you're good at and aligning yourself with your business and not continuing to do the stuff that just causes dissonance because you just aren't going to be as passionate about it. And it's just not going to grow as fast or as easy or as efficiently as when you really lean into your strengths and try to not do any of the stuff you don't have to do that you hate doing as much as possible. So this is me giving you freedom to really think about what you want your business to be. And man, freedom's amazing. And it's just, I mean, it's our business. Our business should feel good. We should love working in our businesses. We should love how it's set up. And if you don't love that, if you don't love how you're doing things and you're doing them because you feel like that's the way it should be done or that's the way some guru is telling you to do it or even that's the way I told you to do it, not that I'm a guru, uh, and it doesn't fit who you are or how you like to do it, reevaluate, throw it out and find a better way to do it that really fits who you are. And I know it's just going to change things in amazing ways. So, all right, my friends, that was a big episode for me, but it was, I've been wanting to talk about this for ages because it keeps coming up and I could give you so many examples in my life on how this happens to be the case. But for now, I'm going to call it. Wanted to thank a bunch of you. I've seen a few more reviews coming through. Uh, I would really love to get a ton of reviews. I should probably put a concrete number on it to make it super effective, but um, I would really love to have um, a lot more reviews coming in. I just, I really appreciate it. It gives me good feedback, but it's also going to help me get more guests like Jason Gaynard on the podcast. And I'd like to be doing that more and more in the future. By the way, did you like that episode last week? Was that not freaking amazing or what? Ah, I had so much fun uh, interviewing Jason and he is just as genuine and sweet as he sounds on the podcast. Just super gracious, super amazing. And I'd love to do more of that. And having a lot of reviews, positive reviews, helps me to bring on more guests like that. So uh, I would really appreciate it if you take a moment right now. If you're driving, uh, here's what I want you to do if you're driving, okay? I want you to tell Siri, and I hope my phone doesn't beep, to remind you when, you know, at some time today, you know, you know the time, I don't know, if you're driving for three hours, put it for four hours from now, whatever, you know, tell Siri to remind you to leave a review for Jamie's podcast or, you know, Alexa or whatever other virtual assistant you've got, you know, because most of our phones have our little reminders on them. If you're not driving or operating heavy machinery or something like maybe, you know, whatever, if you can't get to your phone right now, that's the way to do it. If you can, what I would really love, if you would just pause right now, you know, go to my podcast on iTunes or whatever app you're listening to it on, on iTunes specifically within the podcast app to leave a review. All you have to do is go to my my podcast, scroll down to the bottom. It's going to say leave a rating, which is the stars. 
you can click the five star button there if it's true for you. If it's not, you know, that's cool too. You can leave whatever rating. But then there's write a review. There's a little, I think it says write a review. I should probably look at it and tell you to make sure it's correct. Oh, you guys, this is bad, bad podcasting form. I should have all of this stuff figured out before I'm actually recording, but uh, yes, this is what it is. Okay, you scroll down. It says rating and reviews and then um, write a review. That's absolutely what it says. It's got a little box with a little pen in it. You click that button and then you say what you think and you be honest, be totally like, you can be harsh if you hate it. That's fine, but I, I hope you don't. <laughs> but uh, I would just love to get some more reviews on there just to, you know, build up the social proof because this is the platform where I care. And yes, I know it feels like vanity metrics, but in this case, I really do think that it's going to help me get bigger names on the show and to really grow this podcast in amazing ways. So, all right, my friends, with that, while you're there, if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that too. But otherwise, I will see you in the very next episode. So you have an wonder, a wonderful day and I'll catch you later. Bye. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com and have a great day. Thanks for listening.